Hi, this is Yvonne Delos, serial entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Medical Aesthetic Art Institute and Occlusion RX. I am so excited to introduce you to my brand new podcast, The Injection Connection. With our weekly interviews, you can expect to hear real talk, candid conversations, and make it happen tactile advice to help you succeed in the industry. I hope you love it and thank you for listening. We are so excited to be here with you today, Allie. I'm excited to have you. So we are here at Riverside Medical Arts in St. George, Utah with Allie Blazard, nurse practitioner. And we are going to pick her brain on everything aesthetics. Okay. So Pick away. Yeah, tell <laughs> us. Please tell us. We know that you've been in the industry about 15 years, right? Yeah. So I've been a nurse practitioner um, in the aesthetic industry for, I think, exactly 15 years. I stop and do the math. Yes. So it was about... So I got my NP in 2004 and spent a little bit of time in family medicine and then quickly moved into aesthetic medicine at the time. I was working with a family practice doctor that was dabbling in aesthetics and he said you'd be good at this would you ever be interested and I said absolutely that's what started it kind of interesting so thank you Dr. Cordell Watson (laughs) yeah and what was your training like then 15 years ago oh uh, minimal now having that hindsight perspective um, there was a physician that kind of took me under his wing and grandfathered me in um, with uh, through Elise Medical Spas and um, that was for the first several months and then started to take me to some um, conferences my employers there did and went through a few just kind of private trainings on my own back at the t- that time a lot of the bigger aesthetic companies weren't really doing much as far as like in-office trainings um, but really over the years started getting into that more and I would say probably more so learning on patience yeah. <laughs> which um, is is always a, a good experience and a humbling experience sometimes too so um, things have changed a lot in the aesthetic world and thankfully there's some amazing conferences we can go to now and learn from you know a learn a, a wealth of knowledge from a lot of experienced injectors but back then it was a really new field so there I mean we don't don't have the resources didn't have them then like we do now so it's so nice to be able to um, have a lot of friends in the industry that you know if we ever have something we need we can call up or message on Instagram it was a, it's a different day and age with social media and uh I would say um, back back then in 2004, I mean, Botox was around. We had Botox, uh, Radius, Restylane, and Collagen. That was about yeah. it. So <laughs> not a lot. A lot has changed. A well, lot has changed. And I know, you know, you and I went to the Aesthetic Next conference just this past uh, fall. September. September yeah. in San Diego. And I thought Del- that was phenomenal. Dallas? You were yes. you were yes, it, you were right. in a different one in San Diego right that after that. Week. You're right. It was Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. So besides conferences, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the Allergan or Galderma and Merge trainings, 
have you found any other trainings that have really changed your practice? Um, I feel like, I mean, there, I, yes and no. Um, I feel like I always pick up at least one pearl in any training or conference that I go to. Has any one training or conference, you know, changed everything for me? And I would say no. Um, but I think for me, like I, I just, um, for the most part, when I attend a conference, I'll we'll pick up one or two good things, come back and implement it into practice. Sometimes I'll go to a training or a conference and think, I really like the way you do things. I don't know that it'll change much after that conference. But for me, we I go to a lot of my trainings in Vegas just because it's nice and convenient and the um, aesthetic... Uh, aesthetic show. Aesthetic show yeah. I seem to hit every year. A lot of the cosmetic surgery conventions are great down there. I'll hit up some of the derm conferences when they hit there. My partner's hitting the Maui derm one. Me too. And are you going yes. in a month or two? Yeah. So I'm always like, okay, go. go you should come. Go. <laughs> I, uh, had I planned better, I definitely would have. But my schedule is, I have to plan things months in advance <laughs> to be able to go. And that one didn't happen fast enough. I just signed up for the Arthur Swift training. Um, well, emailed them to get signed up. You have to kind of go through yes. this email process before you get signed up, but that's in, you have to come with Florida, me. Florida, right? No, this or... one, there, there is one in Miami in okay. January, but I think you didn't sign up for that one, did you? No, I just was with him in Toronto. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do his three day conference. It's in LA in okay. April, April oh. 17th through 19th. So that one I'm excited for. I'm going to Monaco for the World Congress. Oh, that, I think it's that same. I think the 20, I'd have to check my schedule. Same week. But I think it's, oh, actually, maybe it's the first part of April. Hmm. hmm. That might sound even better. Yeah, come to Monaco. <laughs> Monaco. <laughs> well, I've, I've driven through Monaco, but uh, it would be nice to stop. And so that is the, um, what conference is that? That is the, the international. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you ever attended that one, or no, is this the first time? I'm super excited. I, I want to see what is happening outside of the U.S. Yeah. I know we're a little behind most uh, countries and definitely don't have as many products to use as other countries, so I'm really excited to see. So Ina, um, through Gateway, has gone to that. Uh, I think she said she went in Spain a year or two ago, and she said it's a great conference. She said it's a little frustrating because they talk about all these wonderful products we can't get. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but she said it's definitely worth worth hitting. So that's on my radar too. Love to love to go to that. You'll have to let me yeah, know how it is. For sure. Wish I was going with you. So I think for our listeners it really comes down to what happens every single day in practice that makes you the injector that you are. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean I think I think that experience comes with just plugging away day after day, right? And you pick up a few things along the way. And I think we're both sponges for knowledge. We try to learn as much as we can in this industry. And so I think, I mean, where we live in the day and age of social media and the internet, there's so much we can learn just on our little devices at home, you know, from the comfort of our own home. But it's nice to be able to go to some of these great, especially international conferences and learn what everyone else is doing kind of the latest and greatest and um kind of see what products are on the horizon and um it, it's there's definitely a lot a lot to be learned still in this industry for me and i think 
for all of us. Yes. <laughs> it's been interesting to see um, with each convention that I go to, and I think it's especially recently there's been a lot of um, controversy whether you know, aspirating, not aspirating, you know, safety has become a really hot topic as it should be. But we we think about things and worry about things now that we didn't 15 years ago. We didn't have the knowledge of the possibility of complications, but we also weren't doing things 15 years ago that we do now. I mean, we would do lips and um, minimal like one syringe at a time versus like a full face rejuvenation of you know syringe after syringe after syringe so i think you know with with great there's the saying uh, for my friend stephanie our, our mutual friend she just said this at, a, at an allergan dinner we went to the other night with great power comes great responsibility yes and i think with a lot of these longer lasting products there is a lot more potential for complications and safety safety constantly is on my radar and I feel like that is one thing that um, I want to make sure that always you know that that saying first do no harm right. yeah. <laughs> these people pay a lot of money to come in for these treatments and we want to be able to give them the best result possible but first do it in a safe way and I think for me more than anything that's why I go to continue to go to trainings even with 15 years of experience doing this is I feel like there there is always more to learn so I think it's been a little difficult navigating the waters of what conferences are the best to go to what trainings are the best to go to I feel like some of my best trainings have been in office Mm -hmm. by a lot of the I would say big companies MERS, Allergan, Galderma um and for for me, like I said, it, it, it learns something every time, whether it's something that'll change my practice or something small. Um, but anyway, the, thankfully, we have a lot more to choose from these sure. days, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get better and better at it. But anyway, that was a long circled yeah. answer to Thank your question. You. But <laughs> And as far as mentoring, I know there are several in the industry that look up to you as a mentor for guidance. I mean, Shelby Miller, aesthetic injector is one. I know she was just oh, down here recently. Yeah, that was so fun to have her spend the day with me. Yes. I think it's really important to have a mentor. Um, and I, I mean, I, I somewhat had one when I started, but he didn't have a lot of experience either. Everybody is, was new in the aesthetic field back then, but I would say if I could give any advice to new injectors in the field is find somebody who you respect that can help mentor you, um, that is willing to mentor you. And I think with the social media, it's so nice because you don't even necessarily have to have them right there in your town. I mean, you can have somebody you can just message (laughs) questions. And there's so many really thoughtful, courteous, great injectors that, I mean, have a big following that will take the time and and respond back to you, which is so nice. So um, I think think a mentor is really important, definitely, if if that is, if you can find somebody that you look up to. And it's always a nice compliment when somebody would consider me a mentor so well I know several look up to you so oh, I do well, thank as well you. thank Even, you, you know, right back at in you. the same community <laughs> in the same industry so thank you um now I'm I'm one to definitely talk about failures because I've never believed in failure as um a negative thing I've always used that to launch me forward uh, and I've had several of my own experiences and failures in this industry as an injector and starting a business right. um, 
can you share with us maybe a couple experiences you've um, failed at or sure um if you're not failing you're not trying right there's there's uh that old saying that comes to mind and i think that if you if you do enough you're going to have some failures and some humbling moments and i think those those moments are if a good person will take take that experience and learn and grow from it and do better right and i think that's the important thing is is recognizing those failures um and trying to to be better from that point forward i mean i've had many failures in my aesthetic career and some small and some you know maybe a, a little a little more major um i mean i would say some of the the harder failures are the natural learning curve things that come that are out of your hand too you know if a patient has a reaction to a product it feels like a failure even though you've done nothing wrong but learning how to say you know i'm sorry this happened to you let's fix it together i know this is scary um those are those are this i would say smaller failures that feel major when you're going through them but i learned something from i would say every experience that I go through that may be difficult with the patient having a reaction or whether you know there there can be complications out of your hands or maybe complications that might be your fault um knock on wood (laughs) I've been very fortunate to not have major problems that have been um something that I have caused but more so things out of my hands I would say honestly looking back I mean it's a really hard question to answer for me over the 15 years I would say some of my toughest failures were more so in um, my first business I had a partnership that went bad I mean it's kind of like a bad marriage and a divorce and that that of all the things was probably the hardest thing for me because I felt like a failure that I couldn't make it work um, but it, it really didn't have a lot to, to do with me. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that was, that it's, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. So I think it's one of those things that um, I wouldn't change anything. I think it, it brought me to where I'm at now and has been a big catalyst for what has brought me success, I think, wanting to overcome hard things Mm -hmm. um and you know i'm in a great situation with a a great partner now but it wasn't easy to get to this point and even with this current partner uh, my partner now is a dermatologist um, dr ben carter and he's fabulous have we had an easy smooth ride for the eight years almost we've been partners no i mean we we've had our ups and downs and but like with any good relationship i mean i think figuring out how to communicate through things, navigate tough territory, and come out stronger. And we've been able to do that, which has been nice. But I would say of all of, of the 15 years, probably my biggest failure was a failed partnership that you know I had to, I had to learn a lot from. Um, but you know, I would say on, on the smaller scale, the patient adverse reactions and some of those things that may not even be my patients, but in my practice, because anything that, mm-hmm. that happens in my clinic is reflects on me, um, it, it'll happen. And sure. you just have to figure out, you know, how, how do we learn? How do we grow from this? How do we become better? And I would say, for me, I've had some great mentors in my field that have helped me through some of the day-to-day hard failures. <laughs> um, Rami Batniji was one that comes to mind as a mentor for me. Um, and he probably doesn't even know that, but he has has helped me through probably the hardest thing with patients was that we had um, had some delayed onset nodules with a particular product we were using, and um, they kind of all tend to happen within the same times 
ban. And I really, you know, what, what we had used in the past wasn't working. So we had to dig a little deeper. And he, he stepped up to the plate for me and really helped me to deal with those issues. I've really respected him. Um, we've been able to, you know, work through that and thankfully aren't having problems like that anymore. But sometimes you have to find what products work mm-hmm. best for you because um, in, in what areas to use those products and that all comes with time and experience. But I think that's part of why these conferences we go to can be so useful as you can learn from the experience and mistakes of others and how to, you know, have better screening techniques, better cleaning techniques, better injection techniques, you know, selecting patients wasn't something we thought about 15 right. years ago. Anybody that walked through your door was a good candidate right. for Botox or fillers. <laughs> now we don't treat everybody that walks through the doors. So um, it, anyway, that again, a long answer to your to your question, but that, that's a hard one for me. Because I, I think, I don't know that I would even call them failures. I think it's just life, yeah, right? Experience. I always <laughs> experience. say learning lessons, really. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the, these are great pearls um, for our listeners, and I and I think it's something we need to, as leaders in the industry, we need to to bring up because on Instagram, right, mm-hmm. we see that you're running this multi-million dollar beautiful practice with a huge staff, but we but really behind, you know, all of that is your hard sweat and tears, like yeah. You, Definitely over the years, and so and it's not easy or glamorous day day to day, right? <laughs> There's like anything in life, Instagram and social media, we can portray what we want people to see, but yeah. there there's always more behind the scenes, and um, there it's like anything else in life. If it's gonna be worth it, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears yeah. that goes into it, and it's not easy. It's not an overnight success. It's taken me a long time to get to this point. You know, one of um, our mutual friend, Carolyn, that works works with me here at Sinners Practitioner that injects as well. You know, I've um, she spent about six months training with me and part of, of what I kept saying to her is, you know, for I think I think that we day by day just have to we learn each patient is a different experience mm-hmm. and you have to number one be really good at listening to what that patient is there for honestly I feel like some of my patients just they, they need a friend yes, yes. <laughs> and a little Botox yes, while they're there yes. talking to their friend that's exactly <laughs> um, what I say I have patients that need a counselor and a little filler while they're mm-hmm. here talking to their counselor I think understanding their needs um, and trying to kind of hone in on, on what they want. I've, I've, I've told Carolyn, I'm like, every day is a different experience mm-hmm. and you will have successes and you will have a lot of them, but you know, you have to take the failures with it and it takes mm-hmm. a long time to build your practice. It's not that you decide to, op- you, we were yeah. talking to a, a new plastic surgeon that just moved to town that's, you know, like, oh gosh, you think you're gonna hang your shingle and, and be busy mm-hmm. instantly. It takes time to build yeah. up a practice. And thankfully, we're in a day and age with social media that you can make it easier, you know, to have advertising and build your practice faster that way. But um, I think where there's a lot of good with social media, there's also a lot of bad. So you have to be really careful. For me, it's another full-time job sure, it really is. <laughs> that I'm not sure I want or need. But there's that that balance. And um, I think with the aesthetic industry growing as rapidly as it is, there's a lot of good that comes with that, but also a lot of, of 
of difficulty that it's new. So for, I mean, in this town, I feel like there's a new injector popping up every week or two in town. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> you know, you do get a little, for me, I mean, I, I, I think competition is good and healthy for all of us, but there, there's plenty of business to go around. I feel like if you're good at what you do and you love it and you try to be the best at what you do, there's plenty of business for all of us. Um, but growing your business takes time, <laughs> takes patience, takes successes, takes failures, takes continued training and education. There's a lot that comes with that. But anyway. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I always tell my students, you know, be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself because what we see on Instagram, you know, you don't compare your day one to day their day 15 or their, sure. I mean, their year 15, you know, it's, it definitely takes time and use every experience, every, every individual that you come in contact with, use that as a learning experience, learn from them because the just you know adds to you and your value and what you can give back so absolutely um i you know as far as trying to build a practice and get busy i had one more thought it's i think having the power and the the tools of social media i think one thing that for me um having the well having grown my business organically over the years I mean, what what got me the business was word of mouth referral. And I think that we don't want to lose sight of that either because I think even in today's day and age with the power of social media, I think word of mouth referral is still one of the biggest tools to build your practice. And how you do that is have happy clients, right? Happy Mm -hmm. patients. And happy patients like to talk and tell their friends and... um, you know, on that same note, so do unhappy people. So (laughs) has every patient that's walked through my doors in 15 plus years been happy? No, but I think, I mean, I, I, uh, I really try to tell my patients if there's ever anything you're not happy with, come back, let's do a follow-up visit. And anybody that's been willing to kind of work through, um, I think most of our job is done in a consultation, and I've told a lot of my new nurses or, or women that I've uh, mentored over the years, well, men too, there have been a couple, <laughs> that um, I think that's a, a big part of it is a follow-up visit, and let's make sure you're happy and that you've done a good job with the consultation. I've, um, I mean, this is a, a little bit off topic, but also related, but I've hiring different staff over the years it's interesting to me I mean we do a Botox treatment we don't see the results that day right right? it takes a few days to see the result and even up to a couple of weeks to to see the full effect from that but um, it's interesting to me seeing patients rebook or choose to not rebook when they check out of a facility before they've even seen the results of, of their treatment which for me says a lot about, it's more about what happens here, you know, in the clinic, the experience, that one-on-one. I mean, that that has so much value. They have to trust you. They have to like you. <laughs> and, and, and I think obviously delivering a good result that's reproducible is important too, but that for me doesn't determine why my patients rebook. Um, you know, I've, I've had staff over the years that they haven't rebooked with. I've had staff over the years that they don't even know the results in their, oh, I want to rebook with her before I leave. Mm-hmm. So the, our consultation, um, definitely don't undervalue that. I think you set yourself up for, 
for failure, it's success mm-hmm. just with those consultations. And everybody's going to have their, their difficult patients. But one thing that has been surprising to me over the course of the years is, is how many happy patients there are with these treatments. And you would think because patients are paying a lot of money, it's their faces, there's always that, that unrealistic expectation that will walk through your door. I'm surprised we don't have more of them, which um, says a lot about the products that we use. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we have good products that are, are reliable. Um, and I mean, I love, I love what we do. I think it's such a fun field. We have, we have happy patients and, and, Anyway, I mean, I could talk in circles all day long. No, I love it. I think this is <laughs> Let's make sure we too. answer your questions. No, I think it's like, great. Where are you going with I'm, this? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you run with it, which is awesome. I can do that. Um, so, and I know we kind of talked about this, but if there was one thing that you wish you knew then that you know now, like mm. what, for those that are getting into the industry, we, everybody wants the quick route. Right, they want it the fastest way because I'll get people that are are like, no, I've been a nurse for 15 years. I don't need to take a basic course. Can I just take the advanced course? I've watched enough YouTube videos. I feel comfortable. I can just do an advanced. Or first of all, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think that um, if I can give any advice, it's don't ever get too cocky. Right. Um, I. I think I think it's more so being naive, not knowing. If I knew now what, you know, if if I had any idea of what I do every day now, um, if I could take take a, a look back at 15 years ago and I was starting to give myself advice, it'd probably be never stop learning. You're you never are going to know enough and I even more so I probably take more conferences, go to more conferences, spend more time on on YouTube or Instagram researching. <laughs> Sounds like a ridiculous yeah. place to research. But how much have you learned from social yeah. media? I've learned a lot and there's a lot of of great respect respected injectors that I'll pick up little t- mm-hmm. tips and tricks on um, online. I mean, Dr. Rajani has a yes. great YouTube video. Yes. There's more and more starting YouTube channels. Um, but I, I think that if I could give any advice, it's never stop learning. Don't ever be too cocky or too confident because you're going to get yourself in trouble. And for me, I, I always appreciate a really open-minded, humble injector and person in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say it's... You know, I go to some of these trainings that I mean, the doctors got every credential behind their name, and I and is uberly qualified. And I wouldn't let them anywhere near my face, which so and I I've said that so many times over the years. I'm like, oh, very knowledgeable, great teacher. You're not touching me, yeah. and and I think there's a lot to be said for that because. I mean, if I if I were to let anybody work on me, <laughs> it's going to be somebody that's respectful of the anatomy every patient's different nobody's textbook right i mean if if you've ever dissected cadavers especially multiple cadavers you know every patient is different in our training we went to in dallas in september dr surik is that his name the plastic surgeon said the fear you know of of injections is the fear of anatomy and he's he's right but also I don't feel like you can be too overly confident in your anatomy because everyone's different. I mean, we've seen, I was at an Allergan training in um, April or May this year, 
and a plastic surgeon was doing a head dissection and he pulls the skin down. Oh, I've never seen an infra you know, or, or an infrared labial artery that, that low before. <laughs> I'm like, well, exactly yeah, why you point. can't ever be mm-hmm. too, too safe in your injections. Um, so I think, I think that's the best advice is just be respectful of every person's unique individual anatomy. Never be overly confident. Get as much training as you can um, and never stop learning. Well, thank you, Allie, so much for having us here today to pick your brain and to share this with our community. And hopefully, um, you know, one or two of them were able to take something back to practice. So, yeah, thanks again. Thank you for for having me. Appreciate it.